Alex. What? You need to trim down your list. Oh my gosh, this is, how many does this he is have like... this time? <laughs> I don't know. Gotta open it to check. Oh my gosh, dude. I don't have that many. I don't have that many. He's not even done typing. I, ha I had to interrupt take, his typing. I, can, I took out other stuff that you have already. Alex, this is what have you been playing lately? Not everything that you've been playing lately. I believe it's really, I feel like it's really only like new things that you've been playing lately. I feel like the old stuff doesn't really matter as much. I mean, we have two people that every week say Overwatch, so... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I haven't been a, playing anything new. That's a good new. point. Uh, welcome to The Forecast, episode 61. The Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced every other Thursday. Uh, we're a group of people who love exploring and discussing new things, from video games to board games to film to random things we just encounter. Uh, you can check out our Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Horizon community, or you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com. We also have a lot of other content up there as well. Um, everything we talk about on the podcast, we put into cast notes, which just pushed, gets pushed out to whatever podcasting app you're using. So... Let's get into it. Start with what have you been playing lately? And Alex, you have a couple minutes, just a couple this time. Good luck. You know, I believe in you. This segment is not just me quickly going over what I played. It's usually turned <laughs> no, into a broader you. discussion. Yeah, yours is a broader discussion, and then the, all the rest of us. It's a very quick. Just gonna say, I'm, I thought I was under the impression it was an intro. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have like these other sections that we talked about. Yeah. 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 Oh man. What have you been playing lately, Alex? Uh, I've been playing Beat Saber like almost every day for at least like half an hour or so. Um, Beat Saber, I talked about it on the podcast before, but it's still like super, super good and I've gotten way more into it. And I feel like if you ever liked like the heyday of Guitar Hero, like this actually makes that kind of game feel fresh again. So it's super, super good. So I've played you, a little bit of it. Are there really only like nine songs in total? Uh, yeah, about or there. Is there a way to pull in more? Yeah, so there is a mod. If you go to Beat Saver, Beat Saver, BeatSaver.com. Ooh, there's mm -hmm. a mod installer that you literally it's you download this tiny file. You click one button and it knows where your installation's at, and it just like you want to install the thing. And I'm like, yeah, and it's like, all right, cool, it's done. And then when you launch the game, it adds a menu that you can just download custom tracks straight okay. within that the game. Is much better than the nine that it starts with or something like that. So uh, there's like all sorts wrong. of people making tracks for the game now. The, the nine original songs are pretty great. Oh, yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. Like nine I spend, is a very there's only small nine. number. <laughs> exactly. That is the issue. Yes, they do. Of course they did. Uh, and it's like of the hardest song ever. <laughs> it's great. All the blocks are so close together, you can't even tell direction at that point. It's just like right. wild swinging. I feel like that's how that game works, that's, though. You go from yeah. like it's easy to normal to hard, expert. and then when you get to, what is it? It's expert, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. When you go from hard to expert, it's like, okay, I think I got this. And then it gets to like 
the build up for the main chorus and you're just freaking arm flailing because you, you have just can't see no what clue. The ankles are no they're so you close just, together at that point it's just a pattern though and you know like yeah. this is this is this pattern is going to this beat so you know without even looking at the arrows what direction it's gonna be like for the most part like a lot of the, the sections that are just two blocks next to each other are just like right down left down right up left up just repeated so it just feels like you're like drumming essentially it's fun i really like it yeah it's, it's pretty a, cool it's a like you said it's kind of a good retake on just guitar hero but in a different realm really i just need those more songs nine doesn't do it for me <laughs> and i'm not a big rap fan so like four of them i'm not a fan of <laughs> yeah i'm a living legend that is actually it was like one of my least favorite in the beginning and then as i played it a lot more oh, it's, it's like one of my favorite now it's so good the the expert level on that song is actually like really fun to play like they nailed the flow yeah because they got like those the movements. like movements the triplets in there so you're like boom, yeah bop, boom, boom, boom. it's it, they did a really good job of lining that up jake um, by the way i can hear like all kinds oh of oh my god mic. i'm so sorry i was wondering <laughs> a child has just decided it's screaming time now like i don't know <laughs> why okay. i can also hear a keyboard too so it might just uh, be a mic okay setting. yeah like, we have to have something going on in the background at all times. Like, Chad's at of school right now, so I don't have, like, yelling <laughs> Fortnite players in the background. He's not going to be in the podcast. I'm going to put him in right here. Just yeah. so oh, come have, on, like... man. I'm trying to play some Sea of Thieves, guys. Let's play some Sea of Thieves. <laughs> anyway, uh, in other music games, I bought Just Shapes and Beats, which I've played at PAX, like, three years in a row at this yeah, point. Yeah, we've seen that so many times at PAX. <laughs> it yeah. finally came out. Uh, it's super fun. It's just like a bullet hell, except for it's all, like timed to music was a local and, co-op uh it is local Ooh. and online actually yeah See, and here's our now because multiple people have to buy it yeah so <laughs> you could either all buy it or somebody could use parsec and play here's it. our plug for <laughs> parsec <laughs> guys if you haven't checked out parsec just go check out parsec.com parsec's really good it's really no. good <laughs> lets you play local multiplayer games what? with your friends across the internet what was the In other that wasn't um, clear for free Be what was the other beat-oriented platformer that you played that we found at that itty-bitty tiny booth that one time and you spent like an hour there? Called Clang. Um, Clang. Like that Clang. Yeah, Clang. That, that came out a while ago. I was going to say, that's not new. Yeah. No, I'm, I was just, it, it just made me, the way you described it sounded just like when yeah, you this played is, Clang for the first time. This is uh, not like that, but... <laughs> <laughs> you just get music excited about, you just get excited about uh, rhythm-based like rhythm-oriented games. Yeah. Games that include rhythm are just cool. Um, so I also picked up Vampire yesterday, Is and I played about an hour and a half. <laughs> no, <laughs> from about two thousand one. <laughs> to be fair, that's a no. pretty good game. Is it? I have literally never played it. It is. It's pretty good. Uh, one of the reviews for it said it's no Vampire the Masquerade. So. Oh shit! I don't even That's want true. it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one of them was also just a picture picture of Nanachi, which you guys probably don't really know who that is. Alex does. It's fine. Yep. Cool. I got it. <laughs> so for the two listeners out there it's, who know who it's Nanachi a Made in Abyss is, reference. Whoa, whoa. Oh. It is a Made in Abyss reference. So most people probably know. Made, yeah, made most Abyss. people have seen that. If show. they're anime fans, they've probably seen it. Most people. Um, 
Yeah, Vampire. I played like an hour and a half, so I'm not super far in, but so far it's really interesting. Um, so it's made by Don't Nod, the people who made Life is Strange. Oh. Um, the actual team that did it, not the knockoff team that made Life is Strange before the storm. Mm. Um, they also, if you remember this other game called Remember Me, they made that like a did long time ago. They? I definitely yeah. played that game a long time ago. Yeah, you hated it if memory serves. It was fine, I think. <laughs> I think. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I didn't make much of an impact. Not very me. memorable, huh? <laughs> so, Remember Me was kind of like a action light game that yeah. tried to tell like this story and you're like piecing together memories and stuff like that. Action this, light. Yeah, like it, <laughs> it had action it had like combat, that? but the combat was like simple if I remember correctly. So shitty. Yeah. yeah. Just had like bad combat. <laughs> I don't know. Like it wasn't necessarily bad. It just wasn't overly it was complicated. Light. Well like God anyway. of War doesn't really have complicated combat. At least the originals. Is are those combat light? I'm just trying to get what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. I wouldn't say that those are combat light. I don't know. I don't know what I mean. Okay, cool. <laughs> as long as we're all on the same page. <laughs> no one knows um, what this game's like. That's yeah. not hearing. I'm describing it like Aaron would. Yeah. yeah oh, perfect. Very common. It's like, have you played COD? <laughs> Good. Not like but, it, but it, if you mixed in like some Crypt of the Necro Dancer or something, it's like caught if it wasn't first person and didn't have any guns. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> Guys, I'm so proud of your descriptions. They're so, perfect. We try, man. We try to be as good as you. Vampire to me feels like they basically combined Remember Me and Life is Strange because you have like special powers and you have combat and you like fight dudes and stuff. And there's also like a whole bunch of let me go talk to random people in this bar and try to figure out where the guy I'm looking for is. And there's like big discussion trees and you have to like figure out information that from another person that the bartender's not telling you, then go back to the bartender and be like, dude, you lied to me. Why'd you lie to me about this thing? um and stuff like that so it's it's got like the conversational stuff from life is strange that they've they got kind of good at there obviously no time mechanics so uh, i was gonna ask these because you said special powers and i always yeah. like time mechanics no it doesn't have the roll back your conversation stuff which That's i think bad. every every chat wheel game would serve to be better if they all had yes. that for some reason <laughs> <laughs> just like just some who weird cares for the reason <laughs> all of them have it it's such a good mechanic though like it's good? so good you haven't played life is strange um, I haven't. yeah it's I haven't. that good <laughs> yeah hey, have we both not played life is strange i don't know i really should but yeah we probably should do that um so yeah i only got an hour and a half in but like you wake up and you're a vampire oh, right what a twist but, but That's you don't really know start. what's going on. You don't know what like happened to you. Um, I, mean, I have a guess. You got, got bit, bit apparently. By a vampire, yeah. And like the very first scene is like you're blinded by blood bloodlust, and like you bite some chick's neck. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be somebody he knows, and then it's like his sister. So then it's like, well, that's shitty. Oh, spoilers. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't even have to play it now. <laughs> 
<laughs> Spoilers for literal first five minutes of the game. That's the only part of a game I usually play, so. <laughs> yeah. It's the only part the spoilers actually matter in. But then, like, you you start going through London um, trying to figure out what happened to you and, like, try to find who did this to you and, like, try to, you know, basically get revenge for having that person turn you and force you to kill your sister, essentially. Oh, wait, she died? Oh, yeah, she totally died. Why does oh, she wow. die, but you turn into a spoilers. Yeah, I don't know. That seems unfair. Major that seems bullshit. Is what it is. Major spoilers for the first six minutes of game. Oh my um, god! <laughs> Damn, man. Wait, aren't you the one against spoilers in this podcast? Yeah, but like, I don't <laughs> now when feel like that. We can start talking about the movies. All first of a six sudden minutes now. don't matter. Okay. I know. I just complained about it, but it's all good. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It seems really cool so far. It's got cool atmosphere. Like you, you were talking about. Um, Somebody said something about, what was it, Dishonored mixed with something or another. And I don't have, uh, Caleb said something about it. <laughs> okay. Maybe. He was reading some review. <laughs> I will take your word Oh, I feel like I was reading a review that mentioned Dishonored mixed um, with some game. I feel I like I can get there at some point. Like, I don't have very many powers unlocked so far, but you have, like, a kind of, like, shadow dash thing. And you can, like, use your claws to do stuff. And there's a, a lot of mechanics based around, like, feeding on blood. And, like, everybody, apparently, like, you can just feed on whoever you want, and it affects the story, I guess. I was about to because, say, presumably there's some sort of consequence. Yeah, so, like, everybody so. in the world has a, um, like, a blood meter of, like, how oh good their god. blood is. Oh, god. This sounds really <laughs> stupid. <Wow>. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, like, your your ability points, your XP that you get is based on the blood that you drink from people how good but, their blood is yeah but like the main dude that you meet that's like really important has like six thousand xp in him but i assume <laughs> if you just like drain him that's really bad <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know wow and like i i went and like drained this one dude that i saw murder somebody i'm like he's a murderer he can die and then i only got like you know a couple hundred off him mm. so it it seems really interesting blood. the the mechanics. <laughs> yeah, is that, this that like good blood. blood based on like taste or is it? It's I don't based know. on ethnicity. Red blood. It's a very racist game. <laughs> based on video game mechanic. Mm. RNG. <laughs> based based on importance to the storyline. I don't know. That makes how amazing sense, would it be actually. if it was RNG and you just happened to be like a six thousand worth out of the best, the <laughs> most important character. Some <laughs> random guys worth like ten million. But yeah, that's Vampire. If it plays anything like Dishonored, I'm sure I will enjoy it. I mean, that's it's that, not first person for one. The, oh, whatever, that's not that important. And it's pretty different, but I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that might be a little that more for you made me excited. I don't know. Okay, I'm like, I see. maybe it'll get there. Like, maybe you get crazy powers later yeah, on. Yeah, maybe you like... get a mask and start murdering people. <laughs> <laughs> It's a weird twist, but sure. <laughs> I mean, you're like, already probably murdering people that you drink their blood. Apparently only yeah. girls. So, yeah. I also played... We played a bunch of Onward. Not a bunch. We played some Onward. <laughs> Dude, that game <laughs> is freaking hard. The three of us. Me, Aaron, and Caleb. That game is quite difficult. It's really hard. It's um, pretty it's cool. V, it's a VR uh, shooter... 
and it is basically like somebody ripped off insurgency and put it in VR. Um, yeah. it has like a lot of the same mechanics of like, you have a certain number of points that can go into your loadout and like you're, you have like these operations that you run against AI. A lot of the guns are the same. Dude, <laughs> like <laughs> sounds in that game are just so loud, so loud. So loud. You're like trying to use the in-game. I think that's probably the coolest part about it is everything you're using is on your, on your person. So you're like, you know, if you're reloading your gun, you got to pull a clip off your hip. You're pulling out your sidearm. It's on your other hip. Uh, you got a knife up on your left shoulder and your radio's up there. So it's like very interactive, but like you're trying to use radio and, and utilize things, but you're also like laying on the ground trying not to get shot by all of the people that are charging you. Very difficult. How do you move, dare I ask? I almost Not don't the way know. you will want. Okay. No. Cool. <laughs> the opposite of what you will want, Jake. You will Great. not want to play the game, Jake. Okay, yeah. cool. I just Especially... wanted to check because it sounds kind of cool, but it also sounds like it'll make me very sick. Like well, immediate. Like as soon as I started the game, yeah. I was like, J there's no way Jake will play this. Cool. <laughs> I just wanted to confirm. Yeah. Especially after you die, you go back to like the planning room and you can put, you can like pick up a VR headset off of the desk and put it on. And then you have like an overview of the battlefield, but you can't communicate with people. So you can fly anywhere, God. like using the same mechanics as you would walk. So like you can fly way in the sky really fast and like oh you have God. a top down view. Yeah, no, I think I would die. I think I would literally explode. Yeah, it's really not for you. Yeah. And I have a question about that real quick. Did you play, it was uh, Lone Echo that you were like, nah, this isn't going to work, right? Mm -hmm. Did you play that standing? Yes. Okay, you should try it maybe sitting, because that's how I've played it, and hmm. it doesn't bother me a bit. Because you're just kind of floaty, so I feel like standing could mess with your brain a little bit. Is the reason that works so well is because you're utilizing just grabbing mechanics for movement, so you can just, like, you don't have to feel like you're moving around with your feet? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, if you're, on like, so. a, if you're on, like, a spinny chair, you can, like... Spin while and, I do it. Yeah, that sounds you know. good. You're not I put the whole thing in a spinny chair. It doesn't, you, it doesn't make you dizzy doing that. I put I the whole game you... in a spinny chair. It was awesome. That's it felt I like you were in zero G. Because okay. I would like push off of a wall and also like push off of the ground and like actually spin in the chair to like face the other way. It was super cool. Everyone's not allowed to like spin a bunch get... to untangle the cord. I wonder if you get those Vive pucks that you can put. Like you just attach in different body parts to bring them into VR. If you could utilize that in Lone Echo, like you know, well, feet. Like put them on your feet. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about yeah. when I say the pucks. They're like mm -hmm. the, the game would yeah. have to support it though. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know it. what game support. I mean, it would just be cool mechanic to just add that addition. You're sitting on a chair and you just push off your feet like you're pushing off a wall. I don't yeah. know that it would. Well, maybe it would gain you something. Yeah. It would probably work. Maybe. <laughs> It would probably work, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Like, right, because yeah, the way it works. Topic with that. I apologize. The way it works in the game right now, you have to use the grip button to, like, actually touch the surface. Right. And then when you push off, like, you push off and let go of the grip button. Well, there, and there, there, there are be other no ways buttons. to interact. Like, you can grab, like, a container and shove it against the wall and it'll knock you backwards. Or you can throw a container and it'll, like, move you backwards slowly. But you're still pressing you're still and the grip button, right? Yeah, you're right, still right, using you the grip are. button. Yes. yes. But there's no but buttons on the puck, so you would just no. have to have it just collide with anything and have it affect you. Right. But I mean, that's what that's what it's doing when you grab something and shove it against the wall. Except that you're pressing, you're like intentionally interacting with it rather than just randomly hitting the floor with your foot. 
Yeah, I guess oh, the problem sure. would be if like your feet were moving while you were flying through the ship and you like accidentally caught the side of a door. Yeah, and the then all of a sudden you start spinning like, rapidly. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. I mean, it would make you think about where your feet were positioned in game. It would be kind of sure. yeah, in next level immersion. Um, yeah, so that was a tangent. This is the reason why my thing always takes yeah, so long. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, this is the this reason. Is Shut up that you have 50 I mean, games on your list. I feel like maybe your thing should be last so we could just, you know, like <laughs> transition straight in. into <laughs> talking about video games. Maybe we should do a what have you been playing lately for the group, and then it'll be like, all right, Alex, it's time for you to do the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. What? Wow, so vicious. I, listen. I view the the what are you the playing intro is section Alex's time and also the middle It's not part. an intro. It's just like video <laughs> games we've actually had talk, hands yes. on. Like video games we've actually had hands on is the what you've been playing section. Video games section <laughs> is like news and things that have come out of the industry. Oh, hang on. Somebody yeah, we're gonna call this game what has my Alex been playing lately? Playing. What is oh, this nonsense? Good. Who put oh, Hollow Point I, on that my That was line. me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> Monster. Gosh. Guys, we've been right. doing this for 61 episodes. How are we so bad? Right, the last thing on my list was I, I played the Contagion VR Outbreak demo, which is available oh, for free on Steam. Is that like the Contagion game, but in VR? It is Contagion. It is the same nice. people. It is, they're making a new game, and it's in VR. That's and cool. Multiplayer? It will have co-op. How do you <laughs> move? It does not right now. It's just a demo. How do you move? Um, how do you move? Okay, I, I thought know. this was an easy question. So immersive, you can't even remember. <laughs> I don't. I played so much VR stuff over the last week. I don't remember if it was teleport or if it was joystick. One of those two. Well, <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, perfect. One of those probably will work, and me. one of them probably will not. Yeah, one of them is my preferred method, and one of them will make me die. So. Oh, you know what? I think it had options for both, and I was using oh, you can do smooth both. movement. Um. Yeah, anyway, Contagion VR. Too. Smooth movement. Yep. It's I way more this... immersive if you can handle it. it I guess there's times some where like, you just want to vomit to it, immediately. <laughs> and like, yeah. so I could just switch that on for like a second and be down. <laughs> if you can handle it, it's much better for playing games. If you can manage not being nauseous from it. Yeah, some really people just a... can't. It's just, I don't know. They just can't do it. So you're just one of those. The mind is willing, but <laughs> wow. the body is weak. You're one of those, Jake. I like that. Yeah, that's what I hear. Um, yeah, but it's uh, it's Contagion, but in VR. So we got that. Um, it's, Go on. It, it seems like they're putting like a story mode in it. I don't really know what their plans for the final release are, but the demo, at least, is like a half hour of story. And what you basically like you it's like you arrive at your apartment and you're just like, I'm back from my trip. Who's here? And like nobody's there. And oh. you're like, all right, cool. Um, and then like you get a call from your wife and she's like, oh, I'm out picking up Chinese for dinner. I'll be home soon. And you're like, all right, cool. Why is the bedroom door locked? And she's like, oh, like some dude was here fixing the lock. He's probably like in there or something. <laughs> What? And you're like, okay. Some that's dude weird. was here in our bedroom. Okay, all right. And then she's like, I put the key like in the bag on the bed on the couch or whatever. And you're like, all right, cool. So like, you can go through this apartment and like you're finding like little things in the cabinets that you're collecting and stuff like that. And then you go get the key and you open the bedroom door and of course like the dude's a zombie. Um, because you know it's a zombie game. 
So dude turned into a zombie and you're like, oh crap, I got to get something to defend myself. So then like there's a wrench over on the side. So you pick up the wrench and then you go beat him in the head with it. Now, my question um, is, do you <laughs> instantly see this man and just go zombie and beat him? Or is it like, hey man, are you feeling okay? You look a little weird. Like, yeah, like it's, describe it's more to like me that. this a little bit more. Okay. It, it, it's more like that. It's, um, I'm just trying to get through it. But like, yeah, they, they do the whole, they do really good with the story and atmosphere. Because there's like a whole lot of buildup before that even where like... Your wife calls you back and tells you they've blocked off the road and then like you turn the TV on. They're talking about an epidemic and like this breakout and all these counties are on lockdown. And then like there's all sorts of police sirens out the window and you go look out the window and you can see like the police lights in the distance. That's some very efficient government work for an epidemic yeah. that assumingly <laughs> just happened in 15 minutes. I know. <laughs> like that that's some good response time. It's really good on the atmosphere. Like you start hearing gunshots outside and screams and stuff. And you're like, what the heck's going on? Like you call your wife back. And you're like, what the heck? And she's like all scared. And then you get in the bedroom and you beat this dude with the wrench. And you're like, cool. <laughs> do you actually physically beat him with the wrench? I, I yeah. assume you do since it's VR. Which, yep. yeah, okay. Yep, you beat him with the wrench. And then you're like, man, that's some anger management right there. <laughs> Um, but then you like get your pistol out. I don't know what your profession is, but apparently it warrants that you had a gun. Mm. Um, and you get your pistol out and you go out into the hallway and there's like other zombies and stuff. And, uh, you find some, some more weapons. I found a shotgun that felt like really, really satisfying to use in VR, which I usually hate two handed weapons in VR. Yeah. Um, but that shotgun felt really good onward. I have a love hate relationship with those guns. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's hard kind to get of, that hard, two handed yeah. thing down. I am uh, really excited for that release, though. Let's, uh, let's move on to me. I'm, oh, that sounds so. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's move on to me, to guys. Let's no, move what do you need to tell us, Aaron? Let's, uh, let's move on to doing? me. Woo! I think the real um, issue is, was Alex done yet? Yeah, <laughs> Alex, yeah. don't you have a few more? <laughs> I mean, I have some things that are on Aaron's list. Yeah, go but... just do Aaron's list. <laughs> yeah, too. just, just you do, earned it. Go down the, list. <laughs> the first, the first three things on Aaron's four, four thing list. I also played. Yeah. So. Well, let me talk about the things you played, Alex. All right, so Alex last weekend uh, got to play some more VR. <laughs> Stop. Um, <laughs> we played multiple escape room games. Um, which are, which are fun because you're playing with a bunch of people, but you don't actually act, have to actively be in an escape room. And it's, uh, it seems like fairly quick through different rooms. The one, we played two different games. One is um, Tales of Escape, uh, which is just more of a co-op uh, escape room game. And the other one is Escape First, which is made by the same company we found out after loading in because they have the same load screen. Um, but it's also competitive. So everybody can be in different rooms competing to escape at the same time, which is... Kind of a cool take on that. The only thing I have to say about these games, I liked the interaction, I liked the uh, atmosphere, but I felt like all of the puzzles were essentially the same. It was kind of like identify a set of elements that equate to numbers so that you can enter this code and unlock this item. And that felt like it was the same thing over and over and over and over. And I know that's probably more difficult to uh, move around and have some other mechanic um, in a escape room game but if i remember we i played vacate the room a while back when it came out and it has a lot of other mechanics 
using a flashlight, interacting with the computer, um, picking up elements and using those elements to interact with equipment that's on the wall. So I liked it. I think it's cool. It's fun that you can just play an escape room with somebody who's not in the same state as you. But they need to sort of branch out a bit in terms of how puzzles are solved, I think. I don't know. What it, yeah, I feel like it has a surprising lack of physics-based puzzles, which I think would work really well in VR. Right. Well, that's what Vacate the Room did. Like, I felt like they had more. It was more physics-based puzzles than that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, there was like a lot of like stuff with lighting in Vacate the Room, and, and like, I yeah. don't know, just cool stuff. The but one yeah, thing, that- the, the ones we played this weekend were literally like all here's here's a bunch of code pads, and you gotta like distinguish yeah. what the four-digit code all is. Code pads for every the- puzzle. The one element I did like about that was it really utilized you like interacting with objects in the room, not from a standpoint of like picking it up, but looking at it. I remember several times I was like getting so close to a photo because I was like trying to read like the small text on a stamp at one point. Was, like, you know, I, I don't remember if it was actually relevant to the puzzle, but it was rendered in a way that you could just zoom in and really get a look at a lot of the small elements or the small features of things that were in the space. And I thought that was neat, but. Outside of that, it just felt like yeah. the same thing. I think the Tales of Escape one, the one we did in the mine, did have some more physics-based puzzles than the ones we did later, the Escape First one rooms. Oh, I guess it did. A little bit. Not yeah. much, though. Yeah, there was... Uh, yeah. Definitely more. There was the, the pipes with the air that Chad did. Mm-hmm. That pushed the... Yeah. Pushed the shelf over. And there was a part where he had to pickaxe a door open. Mm-hmm. That was a thing. There was smashing a barrel with a sledgehammer, though, to be fair, there were multiple identical barrels, and you had to smash <laughs> that specific one, yeah. which is kind of dumb, but... Yeah, like, we thought smashing what barrels didn't do? work, because we tried to smash, like, three other ones, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then we actually got the hint, and it was like, it's the one in the corner, and you're like, oh. <laughs> I mean, think of it from this standpoint, though. If you smashed every barrel in the game, like, what were the odds you were going to see that small item that dropped from that barrel in the corner? Because it's... Yeah. Like the same color as the wood, it's very small, and all the wood pieces from that barrel just kind of fell over it. Make it like you kind of make like all of it. the other barrels metal, and that one is wood. Or that, that single that barrel okay. is wood. You could have done go. that, or you could—they could have all been wood, but the thing that came out of it had to be way more obvious, I guess. Right, a different mm-hmm. color, highlighted or something. Highlighted in some way, yeah. Funny ways you could have done it better, I think. But um, yeah, they're really cool because they're a multiplayer. Also, it wasn't twenty eight dollars a person to go to an escape room. Yeah, yeah. that's really. <laughs> it's, you know, it's only like um, three hundred dollars a person plus yeah. cost of computer. <laughs> sometimes I think going to an escape room, I I'm okay paying that amount. But a lot of times I'm like, okay, I just paid a lot of money. Eight of us just paid a lot of money to go do that escape room, and I don't really feel like it was worth it. But I've had maybe one yeah, or two sometimes. where I was like. The one Alex and I did, and Janae did here in Kansas City, was probably one where I thought, yeah, this is to the level of construction and, and movable parts and interaction with elements in the room that I thought, okay, this $30 is worth it. The Harry Potter one was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Most, I feel like most of those I've been really to have been pretty decent and worth spending the money on, and only a couple have been like, nah, I'd rather have not done this, really. A couple that I did in DC I didn't really like. There were a, f- a couple in DC, yeah, that I haven't enjoyed. I think that was but, like right at the beginning, though, before mm-hmm. escape rooms were such a big thing that if you didn't have a good escape room, people were just going to go somewhere else. Right. 
Like, just, we have this house. Let's just make some room with some stuff in it. We'll put some paper on the wall. We'll have More a... Out of your room is pretty bad. Have you done that one? Oh, yeah, that one's not great. At all. No. Uh, additionally, VR-wise, I have been playing a lot of Hollow Point. They've been quite a few updates to that game in terms of um, just, like, the level scaling. I, I really enjoy playing that game. It's also a really good workout, actually. Um... You but get into they, it like Chad rolling on the ground and whatnot. Yeah, actually, I move <laughs> my I move my couch to my side. I've I've been working out to this game for a while now. I just play thirty levels. Usually takes like forty five minutes to an hour, and my whole body hurts after I'm done because that's exactly <laughs> what you're doing. Like, unless you're so accurate that you can shoot. Okay, Hollow Point. In case you haven't played, is a bow and arrow shooting game where you're basically inside of this dojo, and there's either these squares that appear. Everything's uh, essentially holographic and you're shooting it almost like you're training um, either squares appear or little guys with swords or throwing knives and they sort of try to attack you and I think it's three hits and you're out or something but um, unless you're super accurate and you shoot the center of every single one of those cubes like there's going to be shots fired at you so you got to do something dodge duck dip dive you know that sort of stuff dodge yeah thank you mm-hmm. um, so you it's, it's fun I, I did it on purpose um it's it's uh it's it's fun. They've done a good job uh keeping it interesting. Plus there's another room now. I haven't actually unlocked it yet, but I think you have to beat the boss at level thirty. He's freaking oh, man. insanely yeah. hard. Um last but not least, I did play a little laser league. That's a freaking dead game. I wish it wasn't. <laughs> like it's kind of a cool game just with laser fences and it's just a different take on a I don't know. Three V three competitive um arena game. It's fun, but we got we got humans in fifty percent of the matches we played. Yeah, we played we two played matches, two and matches. Then everybody everybody was gone after that. <laughs> All right, we're good. All right, next game. Yeah, I I feel like there's not enough in that game to keep you coming, especially because we played the same map twice in a row, which is not interesting yeah. at all when no. the things spawn at the exact same spot at the exact same times. I don't know. Uh, Caleb, what have you been playing lately? Well, you already talked about Onward, um, but other than that, I've only been playing Moonlighter, which it looks like we're going to be talking about some later, so maybe I'll just leave that just till then. Just do it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's apparently what we do now. <laughs> okay, so Moonlighter is this uh, sort of roguelike game where you're you're going through this dungeon, you're finding a whole bunch of loot, and it's a procedurally generated dungeon. And then after you come out of the dungeon or get killed in the dungeon or whatever... You respawn back in this town where you own a shop, and you take all the loot, and you sell it in your shop to all the random townspeople. And it's got some... It's not super deep. There's only a few different types of weapons you can use, and um, only... There's very minor ways in which you can upgrade them sort of differently. There's two paths for each weapon. Uh, one path, which is just straight damage, and the other path, path, which causes some effects like poison and fire and stuff. But it's the same for each weapon, there's not a whole lot of depth there. Um, but the dungeon delving itself is fun because it's, you know, it's got that room-like thing like Binding of Isaac has, um, which I always enjoy. But the combat's not especially difficult, and the game's not very long, so I feel like you can't get a whole lot of playtime out of it. How long have you been playing it? I have like 10 hours of playtime in it, and I have gotten to the final boss. I have not yet beaten the final boss, but... Mm. It's not bad though. It's not terrible, but I feel like usually when similar it's like... games. Okay, they're not all Binding of Isaac, Caleb. I know, but even like 
dead cells or I can't think of any others right now. But those, (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's not got a lot of playtime because it gets very repetitive very fast. And it doesn't doesn't have the sort of long time. Yeah, they have. And it doesn't have the sort of item system that Binding of Isaac have, that has that keeps you sort of coming back to see what different combinations you can get. Like, you just have these weapons and these armors, and the only differences are some of the weapons have random effects like stunning and poison, and some of the armors make you move faster or slower. That is the whole of it. And there's wow, an enchanting that... system, but all that does is increase your armor. So... It does not seem nearly as exciting as I was gonna say. It it's like not. I can't tell if you're coming out positive or not. I enjoyed playing it because I think the combat is fun enough, and the actual act of delving into the dungeons. And the dungeons do have these. Um, there's like two floor, two rooms on each floor of the dungeon, and there's like four floors per dungeon that have some lore in them that are kind of interesting. So that was interesting to follow because there's like these four different dungeons and you only start with the first one unlocked. Once you beat the boss, you unlock the second one. And so there was sort of a storyline that went along with it that was interesting to follow. But I don't know. Overall, it's pretty okay. Hmm. Okay. Jake, how about you? What have you been playing? I, in the grand tradition of me not playing anything anyone else has played, (laughs) I've been playing (laughs) Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. I got one of those remix sets for PS4 that has like five of the games on it. And I went back and I've been playing that one. And it is better than I thought I'd be. Than it would be, rather. But the story (laughs) kind of sucks a big fat dick. (laughs) It's really dumb. But I've been enjoying it more than I thought I would. Hmm. Yeah, it's got... um, so I don't know if anyone here has played much Kingdom Hearts besides me, but uh, the magic system basically just moves to like cooldown based. You basically have like an action bar that you fill with like moves and it's all just cooldown based. And as you use uh, the moves, they like level up and then you can combine them to form new moves. I've been having a lot of fun with it. That seems like a cool system. Yeah, no, I didn't like it at first because I started with the magic user. And so I basically <laughs> started with no good moves at all. Right. So I got my shit rocked for like the first hour. But then once I got specifically cure, but also fire, I started just like kicking ass and I've been having fun with it since. Nice. Do you not the play story? Sora? You do. Oh, yeah, I guess um, you do not. You play as Aqua, Terra and Ventus, who, despite looking exactly like Roxas, is not Roxas. <laughs> OK, I wow. don't know why. They decided where, he should look like Roxas. Where in the timeline is this game? <laughs> Ten years before Kingdom Hearts 1, oh. my character has already met Baby Sora and Riku. It's really dumb, guys. Wait, like, the so is stories... Roxas like, not even alive yet? Not even existing? But they look just I, like man. him? <laughs> okay, so like, if you really want to do a deep dive here, Roxas doesn't exist until damn near the end of Kingdom Hearts 1 because he Sora's nobody. Right. So he doesn't get formed until Sora becomes a Heartless in that game, which happens at like the last level. Right. But Sora's a baby in this this one? I mean, not like a baby baby, but like... A toddler or something? Yes, I would estimate four or, or a small five. child, okay. Weird. Yeah, How I, is the story compared to, like, Kingdom Hearts 2? Because Kingdom Hearts 2, it's, like, all it's, over the place. Okay, it's, it's so much worse. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> like, okay, wow. so there's a villain that shows up, and, like, he wears a mask, so, like, you're not supposed to know who it is, really. 
<laughs> but they didn't change the voice actor. <laughs> so I'm just like, wow, why does he sound exactly like this other character? <laughs> Which is like not. It's not how I would have done it, I guess. Uh huh. Like, I'm pretty sure. Like, so I'm, I only started playing it because I tried to do like, I was going to do like a summary video for Kingdom Hearts. And I was like, oh, I'll just like look up the side ones. And the story was so convoluted, I couldn't figure out what the fuck was supposed <laughs> to be happening. Wow. So it's not actually that character, but it's like the dark part of his heart or something. Of so, course. God. Or does it end up actually not being that character at all? He just chose the same name for reasons? I'm going to be honest. Not 100% sure. <laughs> Wait, who did that? Ansem. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? The first Ansem was like, I'm going to take the name Ansem, but his That's, name is his definitely name's... not Ansem. Mm-hmm. No, it was like Xanthar or something dumb. I believe it's Xehanort. Xehanort, Which, sure. Xehanort is in this game, but it's a different guy. So now that we've brought him up, <laughs> let's oh, do that. Well, because oh, that God. Xehanort was the heartless of this guy. <laughs> right. But then the main villain of Kingdom Hearts 2 was the nobody of that guy. Kingdom Hearts is a disaster. The third one, <laughs> like, Dream Drop Distance has time travel. Oh. And I don't know why. Like, I don't just think it's like a it main story complex. point. Perfect. I think just like Xehanort as a teenager is just there. <laughs> like, he's just like in the game, and they're like, oh, oh no, it's teenage Xehanort. What the heck? So that's how I've been spending my days. You're just like trying to get everything straight before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes or out. Or just convolute as much as possible. When Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out, they can be like, okay, look, <laughs> Sora has a Keyblade, and he fights bad guys. And you're oh, like, God, yes. yes. I got it. That would be there. such a better story. It what really about the Paparu fruit? You gotta talk about the Paparu fruit. Oh my god. There's there's like Final Fantasy people and then also Disney people. <laughs> Wait, there's Disney people in this game? Owen. What? 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 I assume Mickey that was a Mouse joke. is a main character. You that is, with Donald it's and Goofy. hundred percent uh, sarcasm. Okay. Cool. Freaking it. I am very excited about Toy Story though. That'll be good in three. And, and, and Monsters Inc. And oh. Monsters Inc. I just hope I Michael really Zaps. hope it comes out this year. Like I'm trying not to get hyped. But... Just wait. Next week during E3, it'll be like, "Hey, we're finally gonna release it, 2020." <laughs> yeah, no, like that's that's what I'm emotionally ready for. The God, new like weapons swaps seem interesting. I distinctly remember multiple years ago watching E3 on a TV with Jake and them dropping the first trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3. And we both looked at each other and be like, oh my god, this is going to be the year that we are going to get it. And then I'm pretty sure we've just done that for like three years straight now. Sounds about right. I remember being in a cafeteria in seventh grade talking with my friends about maybe Kingdom Hearts 3 will come out next year. (laughs) (laughs) Adorable. Wow. Yeah. Also, before we get off this, I do want to mention, for some reason, they decided to rename Heartless. They're now called Unversed, but Um, they have the Heartless symbol on them. I do not know why they've chosen to do this, but they did. Unversed? Yes. Does it give a reason for that, like, name? Not that I am aware of. Okay. I think uh, when I read on Wikipedia, they have like unstable emotions or something. They're, or maybe oh. they are unstable emotions. That has nothing to do with the words unversed, though. So, <laughs> Well, they're not versed in the way of emotions. I mean, yeah. I guess. Right? I don't know, man. <laughs> they they should have just called him Roxas at this point. Like, just go all in on that. Just like, yeah, this is Roxas. He's the bad guy. They're all Roxas. <laughs> I'm wondering, uh, like, if I haven't played Kingdom Hearts since two, when it came out, and I'm wondering if, like, if Kingdom Hearts three comes out, if it's like 
this is a You're kid game all the story or oh. if like if i'm still into this sort of thing because it's a bunch of disney characters and stuff it, the combat for sure holds up like okay. it's very fun and i'm not sure the story was ever beyond like okay <laughs> i'm sure as a small child you did not understand the story in like any way whatsoever i guess not well, even I mean, if the you story do was now easy for the first one anyways Light, well, good, dark, one. bad. Got it. There. <laughs> Two I'm was the where it... second one. Yeah. Dude, I'm an adult and I don't know what where the fuck there's they did. And handsome and there's something to do with they actually like shoot a beam at the Kingdom Heart or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's real handsome. He shoots a laser yeah, at it. Real handsome does that. Fake handsome, you kill or something. Probably. Who knows? But in some way. God, I. <laughs> so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Owen, how about you? What have you been playing lately? This is my weekly reminder that, or bi-weekly reminder, that Overwatch exists. Actually, if we're going to talk about that, did you see the looking for group feature they're adding? They're they're adding the looking for group feature. Uh, At the end of this podcast, we should totally test out the new Symmetra stuff changes as well. What did they change on her? Everything. Uh, Everything, yeah. (laughs) Again? She's going to have a teleporter now that's too... uh, It's a... It doesn't just start in spawn. You could like throw where it starts and where it ends. So that way, uh, and like bullets and other things can go through it, not bullets just people. Bullets cannot. Don't oh. mix things up. <laughs> well, I think alts can go through it at least. Junkrat's tire and diva bomb can go through yeah. it. So all, some alts can go through it. Uh, but there's just a lot of random no. things. Okay. So it's not just not it's, hit scan. Yeah, it's no, it's nothing though, except I think those two. I want to say those two alts specifically. Okay. Yeah, and then I, people, I, obviously. Yes, yeah. but I mean, like, there's some crazy things. I saw one person, um, oh, like, uh, they had a teleporter, uh, like, I guess, you know, receiving station already sent up, and then a, a, a Zarya altered their entire team, and while the Zarya did that, the they put the entrance right below the team inside of the Zarya alt, so the entire team just appeared elsewhere outside of the Zarya alt. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it looks like it's going to be an interesting... Uh, some interesting changes, and I'm excited to see how they, how how it plays out. Um, Aww, her primary fire no longer locks on the people. Yeah, what? you have to aim it. Thank God. No. Get out of here. You have to aim on. Wow, why would they add that to? That's you have bad. to aim all the other ones. That's my point. Except for Moira. Yeah, but Moira well, at least doesn't yeah. do a billion damage. Yeah, she doesn't, damage doesn't too. ramp up as soon as reason why I like someone. playing her. <laughs> yeah, but so they're adding that as differences because uh, I think Blizzard has finally just accepted the fact that uh, build characters were not a good idea. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that they at least tried. And as far as the social mechanics go, we're also going to get commendations, recommendations, Basically. something like that. I what they called it? Yeah. It's basically just Honor. you can, yeah. You can basically just tell people like, "Hey, you did a good job," or "This person's not a dick." Uh, so then other people can see that, and they're like, "Oh, hey, this person's not a dick." Um, so I guess that'll be useless. As they far suggested as... that you're gonna get some sort of minor reward out of it, presumably XP. I mean, it's better yeah. than trying to exclusively punish bad behavior because it's, that yeah. doesn't really. Well, it was weird that behavior. they were like, "Hey, we're gonna." Like put in the avoid player, but we're also gonna take out the prefer player. Like, that was a weird choice. I I liked the prefer player because sometimes I would play with people and I was like, hey, they're good. I would not mind playing a match with them again on either team. I mean, because to be they were fair, fun to though, play with. 
looking for groups should facilitate kind of the same thing. Yes. Like, right. If you if you get to a point where you can recognize people's names, you can be like, oh shit, look, it's that one. This person. group, yeah, yeah. And for for the look for group thing is basically a going to be a separate queue that you can enter with people that explain what uh like role role you're going to be playing and what uh roles that you're looking for so that way you can basically just be like hey i play support and tank i do not play dps i need some dps who wants to join me and uh play some dps and then once you have created like a group then you will enter q i think the other reason why they're doing this is they're hoping that they're going to have um more people come in with like higher stacks however i still feel like there's going to be a bias of once you hate five or six people you're just going to be playing against teams that are really fucking good well i don't think so because the issue before was you had to know five other people at any given time who wanted to play overwatch with you now now mm-hmm. you can go in and say oh here's a group of five we're six now we are a six stack like yeah. making a six stack is possible if you don't have five friends who also play Overwatch today. Uh, but but I might my thinking that at least like the negative end of it is that it, okay cool we've picked up a random person or two to make a six stack and we're playing against a six stack of friends that have done this for years. You know like it's like I okay mean, you still lose. Sure. I think it's going to be less common because the looking for group exists. You're going to be hitting those same five people who have a random six as their LFG. Yeah. And it is definitely teammate. better than them saying, oh, you're a six deck, so you can play someone two levels above you. That <laughs> makes sense. You said a minute ago, you said it's uh, like a role based. Yes. Um, okay, so you're just selecting that before you say looking yeah. for group? Yes. You'll, That's you, interesting it, because. So in, in Dota, they released just with the... I think it was with the Compendium, right, Alex? When they released yeah. role-based matchmaking? Okay. I have not played it yet. Um, that, I'm, that actually is a pet peeve of mine, is when you join in a game, you just don't know the, what the roles the other people play are. So most of the time, I end up with five people who or four people that want to carry and me supporting. It's just yep. annoying. Um, but for some reason, I haven't gotten over the hurdle of, all right, I know this is actually going to work, so I'm going to go in here as fifth position, support and play as you know that specific role so i don't know if people are going to gravitate more towards that i guess it'll i mean what's the difference between other than being able to select your role what's the difference between that and just um i don't know what they call it they call it quick play or just yeah. i mean just regular comp i mean it's it's being able to regular play comp. okay like, yeah so that's you go just... into matchmaking and five people install like dps and you go well we lose this time okay or you know so... you get in and everyone's a freaking support main and it's like well no one now really is, knows how to play DPS. Now the question is, is that queue different from what the other queue is? Yes. Okay, so those the, are just completely separate. The I mean, for... not what you're initiating. I mean, the actual groups of people that are playing in that realm. It's not like you're going to queue up for a role, and then somebody who's just playing a solo and competitive is going to get teamed up with four other people or five other people. They're going to be playing in the same pool of teams. Yeah, I believe separate? so. Okay, okay. Separate, yeah. And they, I think they added a thing. I think they were talking about adding a thing where the sort of leader of the group can enforce that you play the role yes, that you said you were going to play. I've heard that. That forces you to fun. pick one of those characters. It's not automatically enforced. Like they can choose I think to enforce it's an it. Option. Well, I think, I think, it's like I think part of the issue know, is if you get in there and you pick. go, oh, we need to run triple tank now. We're just getting our asses kicked. You don't want to be like, well, we queued uh, up. It's yeah. not triple tank. So right. we can't. Hmm. That makes sense. 
And they they didn't they put all of the offense and defense people into damage? Yes, they're, they're just they're a just damage, damage category. <laughs> Which thank God defense yeah, don't make any freaking sense. <laughs> I'm sure um, it'll help I'm, a lot with the role based matchmaking. Yeah. Well, I mean that's almost certainly why they did it. Is there, sure, yeah. there are only three categories now. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Damage is like ninety percent of the characters, which is kind yeah. of awkward, but you know what can you do? Uh, I do want to jump in and talk about a couple of the video games. Um, now that we've we're done talking about what we've been playing, because there have been some other updates as well recently that are interesting. One being a reveal trailer for Destiny 2's new expansion, Forsaken. I guess you can call it an expansion. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's um, more same expansion than DLC, I think. Yeah, um, Forsaken trailer came out. Was that? Uh, yesterday, two days ago? I don't know. It was recent. About that. I don't uh, know. Fifth. Yeah, so Tuesday the 5th. Um, What's the difference between expansion and DLC? Because those are almost exactly the same word to me. I feel like yeah. expansion suggests that there's like base mechanics that are modified to change the game in some way. Mm, or okay. is that it's just much more in-depth. I mean, it, with DLC, I don't think in Destiny, all we've really seen is... Gosh, especially with the last DLC, it had a, a very, very <laughs> short campaign, one new world. Uh, I guess technically we have one new competitive map that you can play on for Crucible. And then just some other subtle things like additional weapons. And I mean, um, they called those expansions also. Yeah, so they're more like DLC. Oh my God. But this, okay, the main <laughs> difference here is this DLC is. Base level, we're talking about $40 for just the standard mm, edition. And okay. I th the other things that they called expansions, I actually don't know what the rate is because I bought the deluxe edition, but I would assume it's they in were, the 20 range. They were 20 each, I think. Okay. Or, or if you yeah. bought the pass, it was like 35 or something like that. So we're already talking about double the cost. Plus, we're moving into year two with Destiny. So now we're adding uh, annual pass bundle so you can get additional um, expansion downloads. But they are also modifying a whole bunch of things in the game that are good. I think, I don't know, I guess I get kind of you guys' opinions. Kill, did you actually watch the trailer at all? Yeah. From what I've heard from Frank and from what I saw in the trailer, it looks like they're taking all the good stuff that was in Destiny 1 that they decided not to put in Destiny 2, and they're putting it back into Destiny 2. Of course, that's what Frank <laughs> says. <laughs> I feel like Frank's biased. Well, not you know, even slightly. talking to Frank about the things that he saw about the trailer. I haven't talked to him about the trailer at all. This is just stuff that he talked about being in oh, Destiny yeah. 1 that was better than Destiny 2. And I saw it in the trailer and I'm like, oh, that's one of the things that he was talking about they had in D1 that's better. Well, yeah. I mean, the big thing that we're making changes on here is they're doing a rebuild to the total structure of items. Um, mm -hmm. random rolls on weapons, which is cool. And I think that's one thing that Frank talks about all the that time. That was in is, one, yeah. He talks about that. It's like, that is one of the biggest things that's frustrating to him about Destiny 2. Changing um, the weapon slots. Yeah, yeah. weapon slot. I mean, that's just... A, in the video, they talk about instead of having, you know, like your primary, secondary, and your um, big gun, you're kind of running out with... Maybe you just want to do three shotguns. So, kind of just armoring up that we're... Uh, I feel Whatever like there were a lot I'm of things of. in that trailer that I saw that they said, and they're like, oh, this is really cool. We're putting this in. And I was just like, okay, that's a minor change that I feel like doesn't add a whole lot or already existed, and you're putting it back in for some reason. 
They did seem overly excited in the trailer. Anytime somebody Oh my gosh, was... there was that one developer. <laughs> he was awesome in the trailer. He was like, they maybe we've, him. Maybe we've turned like this a little bit overdrive. I mean, whew, we should <laughs> dial it back a bit. No. I mean, it definitely it seems like they're changing a ton. Yeah. I want to understate I... the trailer. Like, of course, they're going to try <laughs> to sell it in the trailer, but still, like, I mean, I think the they kind of are... earned it from what they said. Yeah. Big things know. are we're we're adding supers, which since Destiny came out, we have not supers. added supers at all. So there's a whole bunch of new supers. We're adding a two new or a, a brand new weapon weapon archetype, uh, which is the bow. Which uh, at, so do you cool. know if that was in Destiny One? I don't know. Uh, not as far as I'm no. aware. Okay, but it's been in every other piece of media that's ever existed, yeah. so it's not <laughs> exactly pick up a bow, right? Um, plus, we're getting a new raid. Which is exciting. Um, I think the first raid was great. We did the not only the first raid, but we did the I don't know what they call it. Is it just a raid layer? That what Leviathan is? Okay. Which was yeah. cool, short. Still again, based on D one, they were adding new raids every time they added a DLC, like a full raid. Or maybe not every time, but most times they added a DLC. And this is this is a lot more than just a normal DLC and they're only adding I mean they're adding a final new raid, but they didn't on the other DLC. They added the lair, which is like a third of a raid, maybe. I mean, I mean this get... is their Taken King equivalent. They did the same thing in Destiny 1. They had a couple small expansions, and then they did a $40 huge one right. like a but year later. Right, a couple small expansions had new raids in them. Yeah. I mean, they just replaced that with raid layers. They, they did everything worse right. this time around, right? Yeah, that's what it seems like. And I feel like this is going to maybe go in that same way. I don't know. Hearing a lot of negativity. <laughs> it just it doesn't bring seem all that impressive for how much they're excited about it. And how much they're charging for it. Yeah. I mean that seems I, I understand paying paying for season pass, but also you're adding an additional forty bucks for expansion, essentially. Also, this new expansion requires you have the two previous DLC. Yeah. yeah. Which is mm-hmm. not I don't know. That's frustrating for people who don't want season pass DLCs that don't give you a whole lot. It's it'll be interesting. I I think that lands uh, September September eighth, baby. They're adding that whole new yeah, mode. It's like PVE BVP. That okay. does seem cool. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'm so very intrigued you, by that. If you haven't seen the trailer, the P- PvPVE, I guess is what they're calling it. <laughs> PvE really rolls it's off the primarily tongue. Primarily PvE. It's just but really it's also PvE, PvP. Yeah. So basically, you start the game, you can see the other team you're playing against. Then you both go on the same map, but in different locations. I guess technically it doesn't have to be the same map, but you're facing basically the same onslaught of uh, enemies. But. You're, as you're killing them, you're collecting these little... I don't even know what they call them, but they're little triangles. You're feeding this machine, and essentially it's causing blockers. the other... T- blockers. <laughs> right? no, sure, that's what they call the thing. Oh, that's what they call the thing that you send over. It's a blocker. Yeah, I forget right? what they so called the other thing. By feeding your bank, filling your bank up, basically what you're doing is you're activating some method against the other team that causes it to be more difficult for them to complete their PvE game. But I think the coolest part about the entire thing is that you can open a portal and send one person through to the other side of the map to just wreck the enemy players, which is kind of unique in its own right there. Just, I mean, hey, we're losing. We should just send our guy who's got a rocket launcher over and he can just blow them <laughs> all up and we can speed this up a little bit. 
What I really like is it's going to allow you to finally play some sort of PvP sort of mode while using all the really cool PvE weapons that suck in PvP. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Like, you can use Crimson, and it's going to be awesome. Or we I'm could all pull PvP. out... What is the... Rat, is it Rat King? Is that what that gun's called? Rat King, yeah. We could just all have Rat King. It will... I, We'll see. It'll be interesting. Lands in uh, September. Uh, also, I wanted to talk about for a second, I know that not all of us play Siege, but some of us do, and they are releasing their, um, I believe it's Year 3 Patch 2, um, adding a new map and two new heroes, which are looking Is freaking really cool. Is that an expansion really or a cool. DLC? Uh, I think they're called Siegers. <laughs> Sorry. Siegers. That's it for sure. Operators, buddy. Um... So they've added two new operators, which is exciting. One is uh, Alibi, who has a decoy that they throw on the ground. And I've actually seen some video of it already where they're like, she would throw down like multiple and then stand in one of her own decoys and then just wait because, you know, people are going to assume that it's just something that is an actual decoy and then just wreck the team. So that seems kind of neat. Um, and I don't remember the name of the actual the other one, but... Uh, Maestro? Not Maestro. what they do either, huh? Maestro. Yeah, no, he's got a turret that's got a blazer on it, and it's bulletproof. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. Like Tachanka? No, this is remote. It's like oh, a okay. remote-mounted camera laser turret thing that's bulletproof. Oh, like a Twitch drone that's bulletproof and on the wall. Yeah, yep, that's a better way to put it. A Twitch drone that's bulletproof and on the wall. Cool. Perfect. And on defense. And, and on defense. <laughs> It's great. It's great. We got <laughs> you guys are terrible. Yeah. Uh, additionally, I've been wanting to play this for a while, but uh, Halo Online. I guess I don't even know the actual name of what they call it, but oh, El something like that. What? Yeah, that's it. They didn't just name it Halo Online. Well, no, they wanted to give it a catchy name like El El Dorito. E L D E W R I T O. Oh, it's a mod. It's not really a mod. It's essentially they built a open source Halo game. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it is wait, a mod. Did 343 do it? No. No. This is a mod. This is a mod of the, I think it was Russian. It was Russian uh, originally. Halo Online. They just took that and then like opened it up. Oh, okay. And like added stuff to it. So they have the gameplay of Halo Anniversary and three, Halo One. I think you can oh, you can okay. More change like you can change how it plays. They have like oh, okay. uh, some sort of like uh, foundational settings that allow you to like if you want to play like it's Halo Two. I'm pretty sure you're going to make that adjustment. Um, but they recently have been getting so much user base that they actually they finally got a letter from Microsoft. So now they're going to have to redo all of the assets for the game. Okay. So I don't know how. I don't know how it took this long. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it took that long, and I don't know how they're going to be able to survive that. But it's been out for like two years. Yeah. I mean, the good news is it wasn't to like cease and desist or anything. It was more like, "Hey, this is really cool. Don't use our assets. Thanks." So stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're telling me. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, I can't. I, I'm not even gonna try and butcher that word again. But Halo Online. 
additionally, Caleb and I were. Well, he sent me an email the other day about uh, Miss Twenty Five. Oh, you guys an email? No. <laughs> what Not year often. is it? <laughs> Not up. often. He just sends me things randomly. Uh... Wait, this is one thing I sent once. <laughs> I would like to point that out. Mm -hmm. you know, you it was, a, it was the email from Kickstarter, and I was like, I don't want to take a picture of this and send it on my phone, so I'll just forward it. You, did you page him about it? <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to drag you down. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. <laughs> Whatever. There's this Kickstarter called Mist 25, which is celebrating the 25th anniversary of the original Mist, and they're basically remastering all the different Mist games for PC. Mm -hmm. And apparently they have a mist convention <laughs> in St. Louis, Missouri. It's yes. like three days long. What? what? That's it's what called I sent him the email about. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Mysterium. What? That's Mysterium. Right. What Let me do just read they this. Do? Mysterium, the annual gathering of mist fans, is less than two <laughs> months away. Oh. This Go year's ahead. theme is Sound of the Ages, and there'll be a number of uh, exciting events puzzled for the uh, planned for the attendees. This includes everything from puzzle solving to discussion set sessions to a mist themed game show. Oh my god. When did the last mist game come out? Oh my gosh. I'm mean, than counting reduction. Not really. I have literally game, but no it's made idea by what the mist is. people. Not uh, counting made by the mist people. Does it Not have counting mist in the name? A long time. A long time ago. Um man. I don't even I mean what was it? Uru or something like that? I think so. I don't know. I want to go A very long time. Uh, let's see. Oh, end of, ages. end of ages. Yeah. 05. Yep. It's, it's been a while. And we're still doing. Like, what still are you doing even talk about at a convention? Like, <laughs> man, you know. remember those games? They were good. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and it's three days long. Like, one day I'm like, okay, maybe you talk about Mist for a day. But sure. Three days. <laughs> They just have thousands of people huddled in a big dark room and they're all playing Mist on computers. <laughs> it's and been held like... since 2000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been going for 18 years. Okay. I, all right. I'm just looking at their website. I just want to read you like just the titles of the things in their schedule. Okay. Here we go. Thursday night, unofficial pool party. Friday, Opening ceremonies, Mysterium Unconference, a lunch break, the Starry Expanse update, a dinner break, an excursion to the city museum. This must be a very, very small. Can I? Very, very small. Yeah. Wait, is this in St. Louis? Yeah, it's yeah. in St. Louis. Yeah, dude, the city museum is fucking ball. Oh, it's at yeah, the city it's museum? amazing. No, the city oh, museum no. is an excursion oh, okay. to the city museum. Ah, uh, okay. My bad. So they can, oh, yes. they have city little enough people that they can take all the people that attend the con and go to an excursion <laughs> to the city museum. Yes. Yeah, I'm reading this Wikipedia page. <laughs> Apparently, 200 people attended the meeting in Spokane, oh, Washington. Man. Oh man! Wow. <laughs> Which was Woo! held at the headquarters of Cyan. Wow. Amazing. Does also, the official apparently... schedule say unofficial pool party? Because that's not what that word means, actually. <laughs> apparently, there's a similar thing in Australia and New Zealand called Mistralia. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's really good. Oh, yeah. So good, right? Oh, if man. you win the mist competition at, at Mysterium, you get a free trip to Mistralia. <laughs> Uh, I am excited for the remasters, though, to be fair. Yeah, that'll be neat. 
Uh, I don't know if you looked at the actual Kickstarter, but several people uh, have spent. Let's see, where's it at? Yeah, twenty five people have spent a thousand dollars. Dude, have you seen and Kickstarter? Some people really like Mist. <laughs> like and almost four thousand people have spent two hundred and fifty or more. I mean, these guys. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of money. Are back to like, like, like the lowest level. One dollar. No, not that low. That's not, the, that's not the lowest the level. Jar. Supporter. The one dollar lowest. Yeah. Level. Wow. <laughs> oh, archivist. The crazy thing is, they had a two hundred forty-seven thousand dollar goal. They raised two point eight million dollars. So I think they're going to be able to make uh, remake Mist. Yeah, hopefully. Kind of crazy. Ooh, you get an original Riven concept sketch, hand-drawn original. Ooh. For that $1,000 level. <laughs> Why would you get a sketch of a League of Legends character? That seems weird. <laughs> that's what wow. says Gen's pen and inkwell. But some guy named I feel Gen. Like, I feel like that's like one. There's like one of those. And the rest of them are fakes that they just bought because they have to like give like them to 25 stuff. people. Yeah. yeah. They just they just cast the same thing over or and over. Or maybe Gen had twenty five of them, and that's why they limited it to twenty five <laughs> backers. That makes sense. Oh, maybe. <laughs> they did limit it to twenty five. I don't know why he had twenty five pen and ink wells. To but... be fair, how long does he have he to likes have it before a it's lot. his? You're like, yeah, I mean... he goes to the store right before he delivers them and buys twenty five. <laughs> They're, They're his. like fifty cent pen and inkwells. Yeah, wells. he just yeah, buys some like piece of shit inkwell. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, they'll love this. <laughs> <laughs> that's good um owen yeah are, are we gonna me? talk about pokemon <laughs> go again uh well no i was talking about the new pokemon game on the switch yeah pokemon let's, let's go. go oh to- it's sorry. a different totally yeah different. Woo! yeah let's this is go different let's go that's Whoa. right i'm so sorry shame on me um Although I will say that if you're a fan of the old Pokemon games, uh, this probably isn't for you. Um, so basically, they're remaking Red and Blue to be on the Switch, and then See, they had all of the wait wait they took all of the good mechanics <laughs> already ready to cut in. See, well, they, they, no, they, they took all of the good uh, mechanics and then swapped them out for really shitty Pokemon Go mechanics. Oh, were you gonna yeah. say that sounded good, Jake? Until that moment, what throws me is like. If it's not for the original fans, why remake Red and Blue? So the original, the reason being is the fact that they Pokemon or Nintendo, I guess, realized that there's a fuck ton of people that play Pokemon Go. Like they had so many people playing this, it was like a cultural phenomenon kind of thing. So they're like, wait a second, what if we get those people that downloaded and played this app at launch to play an actual Pokemon game? And so that's why they're like, yeah, we'll just we'll just remake one of the classic games and it'll be like the perfect starting off point to get all of these, you know, millions of people that have played the on the app uh how to like get them into a main series game. Hmm. So that's kind of like the 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 way that it looks because as Jake will tell you, it definitely ain't for him. Well, it de- it kind of depends how it shakes out. I don't want to cast judgment on it. I'm just, I'm concerned. Because <laughs> from what I can tell, there's no, like, wild Pokemon encounters. Which yeah. kind of calls into question how you're supposed to, like, level? Because <laughs> There's I don't know... Pokemon encounters. There's You can just see where they're at. Yeah. You, like, you go into see... the cave, and there's just, like, a bunch of Pokemon in there. And you just walk up to them. Okay. 
does. That could work, though. Yeah, and so then you're like, oh, hey, look, there's a Zubat. So you just walk up to a Zubat, you catch it, you fight it, you do whatever you need to do. The fighting system is still the same as the old games. See, okay, I can live with that. They kept that, but if you want to catch it, it then goes into, like, a Pokemon Go thing where you have to, like, flick your joystick or touch the screen or whatever the fuck you're doing uh, to, you know, like, capture... Use that sick Pokeball controller? Yeah, to use the Pokeball controller to try to capture uh, the Pokemon like you would in Pokemon Go. Um, You can move Pokemon from Pokemon Go into uh, Let's Go, but you cannot take anything from Let's Go out at all. Oh, that's weird. Um, it's it's <laughs> really weird, weird uh, that they did that. They're like, yeah, you can't take anything out. You can only put things into it. Now, by doing things in Let's Go, you'll be able to unlock um, like like gift boxes of stuff for uh, uh, like your character in in Go. So you'll be able to like get Pokeballs and Lucky Eggs and whatever stuff that you might use in Go. You'd be able to unlock in Let's Go, um, but that's kind of like the only way that that stuff kind of transfers. Um, did, did you see that sick Pokeball Joy-Con though? The Pokeball Joy-Con looks pretty good. It also doubles as a um, a, a one of the, po- one of the uh, uh, Walker uh, things, right? Yeah. So basically, the, this it's basically a Joy-Con. That it's just shaped like a Pokeball, and the little center thing of the Pokeball that you'd like have to unlock it or whatever is your um, thumbstick area of the Joy-Con, and you can put Pokemon inside of it. So you could be like, I want to walk this Pokemon, and you can actually like put a Pokemon inside of it, and it'll like randomly buzz and make noises like the Pokemon would, and you can also use it as well as. <laughs> Yeah, it's, <laughs> that feels really weird. It's super weird. It's basically like having a Tamagotchi again. Um, yeah. And then you can you know you can also use it as a as a, a Pokemon Plus. So if you play Pogo, you can just sit there and click the center button, and it'll catch or uh, Pokemon that are near you or spin stops that are near you. Um, as someone who plays Pokemon Go a lot, I'm excited for this because it gives me something to do with all of the extra fucking Pokemon that I have, and I'm probably not going to do a lot of stuff with. Um, so I'm excited for it. Plus, I really like Red and Blue. So that's why I, I'm excited for it. Yeah, because <laughs> Red and Blue was the shit. But if yeah. I, if if I didn't have the Pokemon Go aspect of this, I don't know how excited I would be. I feel like I'd be very lackluster of just like, oh, I might as well just go play red and blue on an emulator and relive the experience because this just looks like they're making it for babies for casuals one of their highlighted bullet points is that you can play this game with one joy con jesus christ yeah and you can use the second joy con to have your friend join into the battle with you and use one of your six pokemon against whoever you're fighting which i don't know how that's gonna work but whatever wait why would anyone be excited if you can play a game with just one joy con because you're uh, a casual. Player, so that way you can jerk off with yeah. the other hands. <laughs> <laughs> How am I supposed Obviously. to eat my Cheetos if I, if I have both hands on a controller, man? Although I guess one Joy-Con isn't the same as one-handed, huh? Like, you mm. might still need both hands on that Joy-Con. <laughs> no, I think specifically they're, they're, like, advertising it's one-handed game. Oh. Yeah, so you can, you can play it while you drive. You can play it's it while like playing Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Go. <laughs> yes. That might actually be the reason. <laughs> 
Yeah, so you can play like Farmville or whatever in your other hand because you're such a casual. (laughs) Farmville. Now, they did follow this up with the announcement of like, hey, we are putting a real Pokemon game on the Switch at some point in the future in 2019. But for like now, just chill. Just chill. Soon TM. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was funny. They like put that trailer out and then immediately on Twitter, like, don't worry. Don't get mad. We're making a real one. (laughs) To be fair. Everyone would have been mad. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure everyone just looked at that and go, well, this seems like it's for babies. Uh, This isn't (laughs) what we want. And just started flipping out, which I was like, yeah, I can see why people wouldn't want to actually buy this. I'm only buying it because I play Pokemon Go and I have, you know, I can use that extra game content there as something to do. So... It's coming. It's uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. And uh, it's coming out at the end of the year. So there you go. The Pokemon They're just going to keep adding like subtle words in front of Go and just releasing games like that. Yeah. Pokemon We Go. If they want to relate <laughs> it to Pokemon Go, Pokemon yeah. Pokemon Come and Go. And I think that's why the Let's Go thing is because it's so closely tied to Pokemon Go. And I will say, I do think it's really cool that it's what Game Freak and, or the Pokemon Company, whatever they're calling themselves now, and yeah. Niantic. Like, I do like feel like that's really kind of neat that they're like, oh, hey, this is like a collaboration between these app guys and. Uh, the actual Pokemon company, and it wasn't just like a one-sided thing. Um, so, yeah, I think it's ah. cool that they took Pokemon Yellow, where you can have Pikachu follow you, and they're doing that. But then you can also have Eevee follow you in the other you version. Can finally, without your dream of playing as Gary from Pokemon <laughs> yeah. Yellow. I mean, that's gets, that's the version Eevee. I'm gonna buy. Is I'm just gonna have Eevee follow me. Heck yeah! Because at least know. I feel like an Eevee that you can't evolve. I don't know. If oh, that's good I'm at all. I'm instantly gonna <laughs> fucking evolve it, man. You misunderstand. Pokemon Yellow, you cannot evolve Pikachu. So Pokemon Eevee might be the uh, same. Could, you feel me? Could. Either of those are crappy Pokemon that I don't want following me. Eevee's cute though. I want like a Mew following me. Yeah, they're gonna release that. Just yeah, here's the legendary <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, Pokemon fuck it edition. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's jump out of video games and talk about some board game stuff. Um, number one being the Pathfinder 2.0 playtest. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm actually really excited about it. I'm also very excited about this. I think they announced this a while back. Yeah, but we only started looking at it now. Right. And Paizo has a whole bunch of blogs on their site where they're talking about different aspects of the 2.0 playtest, which it drops in August, right? Early August? Yes, second or something. Yeah. So it looks like it's going to be a really nice combination between the simplicity that D&D 5th edition has in like combat Everything. and whatnot. The whole gameplay but also, part. Yeah, but also all of the customization options that are available. Well, not all of them, but a bunch of customization that's available in Pathfinder that's not available in 5th edition. I don't know. It seems like it's going to be pretty awesome. The more I read about it, the more hyped I get. I'm going to be interested to see how they balance it. Yeah. Because, like, I, I am a little worried that they're going to try to make it too accessible and it's going to lose a lot of the stuff I like about it. Yeah. I but have I that mean, worry a little bit, but it's still, it already seems more complex than 5th edition is. Yeah, well, that's, to be fair, like, saying one sentence about Pathfinder <laughs> is more complex than the entirety of 5th edition. So, I don't know. I think there's a lot of good ideas in there. 
Uh, It seems like they're focusing more on diversity within a given class rather than making all the customization through like feats, which I think Mm -hmm. is a great idea because before it was just like archetypes, 90% of which were just garbage, just terrible, awful crap that you would never want. Yep. So having just like, I think they're like class feats, right? Right. Where like, oh, clerics, what is it? Every even level you get a class feat. So there's like, oh, these are the cleric feats. And so they can be like specifically cleric things for specking your cleric to do different things. I think that's a very, very good idea. And they added an interesting idea where every feat, that you, every level you don't get one of those, you get a skill feat, which are like general feats that apply to specific skills that allow you to do new things with them. But I think don't I think they also have a nice just general feats not. as well. There's also that. But I think okay. every other level as a character, you get a skill feat unless you're a rogue. And I think they get them every level. But yeah, I believe you're right. Which I think is going to add a nice little interesting aspect to skills that they didn't have before. It'll be like the... Do you remember the skill tricks from 3.5? Well, I was going to say, you know how they did Unchained skills? Yeah, it'll be like... I think it'll be... It'll be like that, but actually across the board. Yeah. You guys are so excited about this. Oh, dude, I'm so hyped. (laughs) Uh, Additionally, Space Alert. I'm not actually sure who put this in here. Me. This you, Alex. Alex. Of course, freaking it is. What the heck? Everything <laughs> I put in the notes. It's the. Uh, did you just say it's the only thing you put in notes? That's everything <laughs> I put in the notes. Okay. It's just like it's the only thing I put about. in there, guys. Yeah, I was about to call them bullshit. <laughs> only thing. <laughs> space uh, alert. Talk to us about space alert. Space alert. I didn't even get to finish learning to play it because everybody gave up on me. But <laughs> we. <laughs> We played one playthrough of not the whole game, really. Yeah, so they, Space <laughs> Alert is it's a co-op game that's played in real time to a soundtrack. And you're like a group of people on a space station that basically like gets attacked. And you have to like defend it. Um, but you only have a certain number of actions that you can complete. And so you're like, like trying to discuss what you're going to do when in like the turn order that happens because you have 10 minutes to basically figure out what the steps each person's going to take is. And then after that 10 minutes is up, you basically score the round by going through step by step what everybody did for every like tick of time. And then like figuring out like how much damage was done to the ship, what kind of enemies you guys destroyed how much energy was left in the reactors all this kind of stuff the game has like you open it up and it has a rule book in it and you're like cool the rules but then it has a second book in it and you're like what's that and it's like this is the uh like teach you how to play book and it's so long (laughs) it's like seven lessons of going through like this is how you set up this game this is how you play it and it's like all done in character and like basically it's funny caleb read for like an hour to us explaining (laughs) how to play this and he got through like part four of the seven part i think i only got through part three i think there was a part three yeah i can't believe you guys gave up on this game it sounds like so much fun (laughs) i picked it up i was reading this thread on reddit that was like what's your favorite tabletop game and space alert kept on coming up like I, I read it like six or seven times throughout the thread and I was like, what the heck? I feel so like that like, might be a great example of one of those games that like once you play it, everything makes sense. 
but sure. you gotta learn it first. And it sounds like they did not exactly design the "Hey, let's learn how to play this" very well. Yeah, I mean, like the I think game they takes place that booklet pretty well. It's like a but half an hour a long booklet. game. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, you know what it, does that like really well? Just having like a little YouTube video of like this is how to play the game. <laughs> Please don't drop. It's probably available. Stuff to play too. <laughs> Please. I wasn't gonna say anything. Is there is there like I a mean, geek I was thinking and, it, but a uh, geek and sundry thing on it? Yeah, I should look at that. Because I know they that usually they do have good that. stuff. Yeah, they they normally do like, hey, this is how you play this game for a lot of different board games. Yeah, because like they, I mean, it's a game that's supposed to take like thirty minutes, and the actual playtime is like ten real time minutes, besides like setup and scoring. But it, they say it takes like two hours to learn how to play it. Oh my god! So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, it seems like it'd be really cool once you got it down. I can almost Man, guarantee I you I will never play that. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, 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 level of I will anxiety, play this with you, Alex. Whatchamacallit does. I just gotta uh, learn how to no play idea. it, and then I'll just like tell everybody yeah. how to do I, it I, instead I think of reading through a two-hour book. this is a great example of, Alex, I will play this if you ever invited me to hang out with you. <laughs> mm. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. Well, looks like you're never playing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Damn. Oh, goodness. It's okay. Sometimes he just won't show up. Not tell anyone. It'll be like a fun <laughs> surprise. <laughs> wow. It was a interesting game. I feel like... So all I want to do is I want to destroy every enemy spacecraft that comes at you. That, I think, is genuinely impossible in that game. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole mechanic about how when the ships pass you, like, you got to mitigate as much damage... Like, maybe focus fire on right, one, but that, mitigate damage that on others, and then let them go by. That's not a thing that feels good when you play a game, is to be like, I have to take all of this damage because I have to. <laughs> There's no way around it. That's not fun as a mechanic. I don't know. What kind of pleb plays a game for fun, though? <laughs> right? <laughs> um... So alongside that co-op game, there's another co-op game we played called The Grizzled. Um, Great name. Love it. The Grizzled. Better than it's Wizard a, of Legend. Yes. It's a tiny little box, <laughs> and it's basically just cards, but it's it's a co-op game that's supposed to like uh, simulate kind of the feeling of being in war, and like specifically World War II. See, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. No fun. Yeah. So it's like... The whole first page of the the book it talks about how like they made this with respect for the men that sacrificed themselves and to like serve the country and how they kind of want to bring up like emotions of you know how helpless they were like out there on the front lines and stuff like that. Seriously, sounds so, like a blast. <laughs> it's like the hardest co-op game I've ever played. We played it. Very we difficult. must have played it like 10 times or more before we won once. Yeah. Um, so and it's a even hard then, game. We only won because we sort of changed the rules in our favor a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> it's very hard. Um, basically, the, the core like component is that you have a hand of cards that is like um, various. What do you what do you want to call icons. them? Icons. Like, or icons so like there's a gas mask a bullet a whistle and it's like all things that you 
like want to avoid and you have to play them into a field on on the table and if there's ever three of a kind then you lose the mission and all those cards get put back into this deck that you're trying to get through and the main uh objective is to clear this entire deck and get to peace which is the last card um but the entire time if you fail a mission cards go back into that deck every time you keep cards in your hand at the end of a round that number of cards gets pulled out of this um reserve deck and put into the main mission deck and it's just like a lot of like strife i guess i don't know like yeah you're you're sitting there like i could play this card and get it out of my hand so we're not going to get an extra card thrown into the deck but also this is like a terrible terrible thing that's going to affect the game it's going to like add a new rule that makes everybody not be able to go out until um they have like no cards left in their hand or something like that it's it's very tough is it actually is it fun is it enjoyable <laughs> like why would you play enjoyable. this i guess is my question you also find darkest dungeon enjoyable i mean i feel like it's in the same vein as like a forbidden desert yeah like those games get really tough and difficult at times but they're still fun to play because you're like working together with your team i do like a challenge i don't think forbidden desert's hard well, I, don't I mean, how, what, <laughs> what, what level of difficulties have you guys played? On? Yeah. Because it goes up to, like, Legendary, right? And the one below Legendary, we have won a single time. Yeah. And we have played it so many. A lot. <laughs> but the ones below that, yeah, they're not very difficult. Hmm. Hey, question. Know, I actually don't know what difficulty we've no played idea. on. <laughs> I think there's four difficulties. But the first two are not very difficult at all. The game went quick aside. enough that I feel like it wasn't like it wasn't that like dreading feeling of like, you know, well, this is never you can feel like you're not going to win. And so and then you have to like drag out the rest of the game. But there was like quick little we rounds. We definitely had a game like that at least, but yeah, in general, yeah, they were pretty fast. And yeah, I kept on wanting to go back to it because I, I really wanted to beat it so i think it was fun <laughs> for that reason yeah i wish we'd have beat it using the actual rules <laughs> and not a slight variant because you're not supposed to be able to communicate um much at all between you yeah sounds you mean well, like you're sitting at a table that seems yeah, so, so counter uh, board game you, you can't tell anybody what's in your hand and there's like a mechanic uh for supporting your friends but you have to do it anonymously so like you have a tile that's either left or right so you're either going to support the person on your left or the right but nobody knows until it's revealed um and then the person with the most supports at the end of the round gets to get rid of some of the ailments on their character or get their special ability back uh, so you have to try to like coordinate that without telling anybody what you're doing. That gets a mm. little rough. Yeah. I think I'm with Jake on this one. Seems... You should try it before you, you know, hop okay. on that side of the fence. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's jump out of board games real quick. I don't know if we've actually talked about this. Have we talked about Deadpool 2 yet? 
Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, has everybody don't think seen we did. Deadpool yet? Yes. No. What? Halo. No, it's been out for like years. It's been out for like three weeks. I saw it when I was a child. Oh my god. <laughs> what are you doing? It's been out for like three weeks. I've been very busy. But you saw Solo? Well, yeah, that's because Alex was like, hey, we need to go watch Solo. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to argue this point. So then we went wow. and watched Solo. Wow, so I guess whatever you tell him. you to go watch Solo and he didn't <laughs> yeah. want to? No, I'm not saying I didn't want to see <laughs> That's Solo what I heard. at some That's point. That's what just came out of his mouth. That's but not... yes, you did basically force me to go watch Solo. <laughs> I have no problem with that, Gosh. clearly, or I would have said something about it that day. Okay, yeah. well, I guess we'll just wait and not talk I about mean, Deadpool talk, again I can for go, I can go two more weeks. That's fine. Just I mean, we can just not do spoilers. Question mark. I don't think there's much to spoil. On this Actually, yeah, there's movie. not. There's not a ton to like, spoil. Like most of the I stuff guess. you'd say would just be like, I, I guess, I guess I just wanted to get opinions on what you thought in comparison to the first one. I thought it was infinitely worse. Not maybe okay. not oh. infinitely, but <laughs> infinitely worse. Yeah, that makes wow. it that is really bad movie. Top. But I mean, it's like I the think worst compared, movie you've ever seen. I think compared to the first one, there is no contest. Yeah, okay. I, I think it's because of the fact that. The first one was so just different and Deadpool that any sequel to that is just going to be not as good. It's not like it was a bad movie. It was just the fact that we already know what Deadpool is like. So when Deadpool does Deadpool things, we're not like surprised and laughing at it. We're just like, oh, yeah, that's because that's him. And I don't I, I feel like I just had such and maybe this is just a problem with watching trailers. I had such high expectations after seeing the trailer. And then watching the movie, I was like, this is not at all what I thought it was going to be. I didn't watch the trailer. So, I thought it was really good. Really? I don't know. I I just think the first one was so much Is everybody better. down on it? I thought everybody was going to be up on this movie. I very much liked it. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Just, I think most of the things I liked about it, I also liked about the first one. And it sure. was like new when yes. the first one did it. It's so yeah. much harder for a sequel to be really good. It really or is. better than the first one that comes out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always going to be just more of the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah what it is. which is the I mean, problem with sequels being better in general. Yeah, because it, it, it's basically just more of the thing. Like, oh, hey, there's more jokes about his regeneration power. Man, I wish we had that in the first... Oh, wait, we did. They're still good jokes. You still laugh at it. I still thought it was funny. Yeah, I still thought it was funny. It's just, you know, it's not new. Yeah. I don't know. I'm on the fence. I don't know what you expected. Like, <laughs> they reinvented Deadpool, like, for the second movie. Like, what do you want? There were some really great moments. I will say that. Uh, my favorite thing, and this, I will try not to spoil anything here. My favorite thing was just the scene after the credits. Mm. And he was like, that was that's pretty good things. That was the best part of the movie. I will give you, that was a very good part. I don't know if I'd say the best part, but it's for <laughs> oh, sure up know. there. Yeah, I, it's. Like that, that, that for me was just kind of like fun. I thought there were a lot of elements in the movie that were like, um, maybe not necessarily Deadpool esque. Um, they, the, they felt the first act is very dramatic. Yeah, and very sad. If we're being totally honest. Yeah, it just seemed weird. Like I did not expect that at all. I get so I that's mean, new good for them. See, yeah, sure, <laughs> woohoo, new stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I. Actually, can Caleb, can you go deafen for a minute? Yep. <laughs> There's one thing I want to talk about specifically, which 
I didn't really get to experience. Yeah, spoiler alert. So I didn't watch like any of the marketing stuff leading up to the movie, but apparently a big part of it was all of the X Force team members or whatever. Oh my god! Oh really? Freaking X Force. And so like the moment when they all die in the movie is supposed to be like a huge shock because they built them up to be like a big part of the movie in the marketing or something. That's actually pretty funny. That's what Mm -hmm. I read, but I didn't actually get that. Because I didn't watch trailers, because usually it ruins it. Apparently, it would have made it better though. At this point, I, um, I, I, don't I also know. Did you really get liked when they all died? I, I, I didn't really feel like a big letdown from it. I don't know. Okay, Cause, like the articles I read after the movie were all talking about how, like, you know, they pulled the biggest troll move ever in like a superhero movie. I mean, like, I, yeah. I did quite enjoy seeing that. And I'm like, okay, cool. They just wasted all of these characters because they can. And that was pretty neat. <laughs> Which is kind of weird also because like a lot of those characters are, have like actual storylines in the comics, right? Like they're, they're real characters that exist for a while. Yeah. Uh, uh, apparently um, the, the guy from the jail that he keeps referencing uh like black what's his face is apparently black like Mike. yeah black mike or yeah. whatever uh, apparently he's like a big deal in the comics and like my one of my coworkers was freaking out because he's like man you just you don't understand because you didn't read the comics like how big of a deal that you know there he is like you know there's this guy and he's just there <laughs> you know and i was just like i i don't because i haven't read the deadpool comics so i don't i don't know like you know how big of a deal his existence is but I know, like the uh, the alien guy that was dressed like the '90s or whatever. Um, like he has like a whole comic series about him, I guess. I forget what oh, they call him. Star, what's his face? Star, yeah, star, whatever. And he's like, I'm just an alien, and I'm better than you in every way. And then he yeah. just gets destroyed by a helicopter blade. Right. Uh. There were some good scenes, but like I said, I, I think it just yeah yeah it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I guess. I need to stop watching trailers, I think, is the, the real thing I need to do. I think trailers are just kind of ruining things on from time to time. Yeah, actually, I saw... If we want to bring Caleb back in, I think we're done. Yeah. So I was just going to say something about trailers. Because I watched... um, I watched Upgrade? Two days ago, I guess? And A, pretty good movie. B, uh, I went back because I was like going to make a video for it. And so I like watched the trailer. And I think... All of my favorite parts from the movie are just in the trailer, which was kind of off-putting. What is like upgrade? going back? Uh, so the plot is there's a quadriplegic guy who gets a microchip inserted in his spine that gives him control of his body, but the like AI in it can also like just take control of his body like autonomously oh. rather than just like passing signals from his brain to his muscles. Right. And so he goes on like a revenge spree. Against the people who killed his wife. Oh. It's very gory, very <laughs> R-rated, very good. Does it have good action? Yeah. It uh, it wasn't great, but it's very brutal, which I found satisfying. Okay. Uh, I think action so like scenes the are raid, kind of... But the choreography is not I was going to say, it's, it's no raid. <laughs> like, that's what action sure. movies always fall apart on for yeah. me. Not being the raid, kind of. So <laughs> the raid's amazing. Like if you yeah. want an action movie, man, it's good. My parents yeah. just watched the raid the other day for the first time. Wow, 
They my like brother it. was just like, you guys should watch the raid. Just watch the raid. Here you go. <laughs> and then they watched it and they actually like really liked it. <laughs> Usually they're like, very against foreign films. They, they're, they're like, we have to read. <laughs> I don't want to read. Uh, I was going to say something about trailers too. What was I going to say? Oh, the um, Jurassic World. Oh my goodness gracious. The Are you talking about the newest trailer? Yeah. We so, watched it when we saw uh, Infinity War. Sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah, so I watched it when I saw Solo. Mm-hmm. Right? We saw it there. Yeah, so I think so. I saw the first trailer a while back, and I was kind of like, this movie kind of looks crappy. But also, I think that was because I didn't know all of the rest of the stuff that was going to be in that movie. And now that this Don't new worry. trailer came out... I have seen the whole film. Yes. It's, it's so <laughs> much, dude. There's so much in that trailer. Yeah, There's no, the first so trailer much gets you more kind of stuff. Hype, like, oh man, I wonder where they're going. The second trailer is like, here's exactly where they're going to go with that. <laughs> like, all of it. And then yep. after I this saw that trailer, I was like, man, plot. I knew I was going to see this movie at some point. I would have been so happy to find all this other stuff in here. Yeah. That now I just know is going to be there at this point. It's really disappointing <laughs> that I, I, like, I started watching, because usually I like movies that i know i want to see i will like not watch the trailer in the theater i'll like close my eyes and try to forget the sounds that i hear <laughs> i just just bring up one bunch of bleach into the theater and just like bam gone yeah they didn't well, have to watch you, any trailers wow. usually if i close my eyes then like the sounds don't have any meaning because it's like random inspirational quotes mixed with like explosion sounds oh no what's that velociraptor doing in my bedroom (laughs) that would have that would have have given it away that line's a little on the nose anyway though uh but yeah so i started watching that trailer because i thought it was the same one i'd already seen a bunch of times that didn't really show anything besides them going back to the island and it just kept on going and going and going and the trailer never ended and then i was like oh we just watched the entire film it was like a (laughs) pre-screening Yeah, I really don't know why they did that, because that movie's going to be a massive hit anyways. Right. So, like, why spoil it for all audiences right away? Like, I'm not sure there was anyone who was like, oh, a movie about dinosaurs that I went to see last year. I don't know if I want to see the sequel. <laughs> like, I think everyone was on board. Maybe there was a bad reaction to the first trailer, since it didn't seem good. How do you, how do you gauge if there's a bad reaction to a trailer? Ask their I mean, friends. Social media exists, so like yeah, YouTube dislikes. <laughs> I guess I go on their YouTube channel and like, man, we got fifty six thousand dislikes. We got to do something. Man, we only got fifty six thousand mean, views. We got to do not something. Not impossible. <laughs> what if we just show them the whole movie? That'll work. <laughs> Everybody will That'll watch that trailer. I swear, Solo only said two hours and fifteen minutes, but for some reason, it says this time is four and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, let's jump into some last but not least here. I don't actually know who wrote all this fun stuff at the bottom with crypto. Hey. Oh, uh, yeah. Crypto was Kitty? Owen. Was, was, yes. Crypto Kitty was me, yeah. So, you fire away. Have, have you heard of Crypto Kitty? Let me tell you something, friends. Uh, Th- they made a block. <laughs> Are you going to sell me like a condo? No. I don't... <laughs> it, it's a blockchain video game. Uh, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. So, so basically, in this, in this game that they're releasing uh, a couple of kitties, you know, basically just literally images of kittens that have different uh, attributes... And they're releasing a bunch of them every couple of days uh, until 
I don't know, a certain point in time, and then they're going to be done. And then you're going to stop that. Um, but you can currently buy those by literally using cryptocurrencies to buy this blockchain kitten. And then if you want, you can then take that kitten and then breed it with another kitten that yeah, also costs again. <laughs> cryptocurrency uh, to get like another kitten that has its attributes uh, mixed together uh, to try to get like the perfect image of a kitty that you want. It's a really basic oh. concept. It's really fucking weird. <laughs> um, Do they know that like Google Images exist? So if I want to see a picture of a cat, I can Google cat and just yeah. like get a million. See, you say that, but they've made over like two hundred and fifty million dollars doing I'm this. Sure, why not? I guess. So, so as dumb as an idea it is, uh, they've made bank on it, so, which is just bizarre. But the the interesting thing was a the idea of something that is unique, permanent, and digital because of the fact that you can't just like copy this kitten and give it to, to other people like you can with almost any other digital thing that exists. Um, so like that was one unique aspect of it. They were like, yeah, no, this is it's kind of like baseball cards of like it's a unique thing. And the, the scarcity is there. Are, of like you, you're the only person that has a kitten that looks like that. Are baseball cards? You, am I misunderstanding how baseball cards work? I mean, there I guess you know, unique like unique cards. Yeah, but... are there? Yeah. yeah, I did not know that. This is I new. Mean, to me. It's not like they really have any value except for a very small, small segment of people. Can um, I use my GPU to mine cats? Uh, probably. I don't know. I don't think so. Because uh, that's what I would want to do. The, well, so this brings me to my second thing, is that uh, Extra Credits did an episode on it, and they were mentioning the uses of uh, blockchain for video games. And one of the things that they mentioned was exactly what Alex just did was, you know, make a pure free-to-play game. Make a game that people can play, and while they are accessing the game, you have access to their GPU that you can then use to mine for currency that you then pay yourself. So the people get a free game by giving you access to their GPU. You get cryptocurrency to pay yourself, and it's a truly free-to-play experience. That you sounds know? like a virus. Yes, yeah. that's what I was about to say. <laughs> so so that, was, that was one of the things uh, that they mentioned. The other thing which I instantly went to when they were mentioning the possibilities of blockchain is have something like a sword that, you know, in like, let's say World of Warcraft, there is a sword. And yeah, it's a really crappy sword. It's, you know, just does like five damage or something like that. You pretty much outgrow it really quickly. But then let's say you give that to your alt account and your alt account uses it a little bit. And since it was used by a bunch of people and it killed X amount of things, now the sword does 10 damage instead of 5 damage and has like a unique title and then let's say that sword then gets sold at the auction house and someone else buys that and basically as long as that sword is in existence of the game its stats will continue to improve much like you know blockchain of as you know mm. as long the longer that people are more people that are out are using that thing and the more people that are um 
you know, the longer that you use it, uh, eventually it starts getting, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger. And you know, uh, as it gets bigger, the title of it would change because of what people are doing with the sword. Like, let's say, oh, cool, I just killed this raid boss with it. So then it becomes, you know bane existence of blah 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 you know the sort the it's the the bane of of the the raid boss and then it just kind of keeps growing until at some point you just have this sword in the game that's really powerful that is like a really cool name super unique and underneath of it like when you highlight it in like the character's inventory or whatever it has like everyone that wielded the sword at one point in time so it, it like you can see it's like oh yeah you know that's the sword that I had and now you know it's on this dude and it's like one of the best swords in the game, which I think is a neat idea. I think they have to balance it really well, and I don't like I don't think you could have a bunch of those because if everyone just had a blockchain, you know, gear, then I don't think it would mean as much. But definitely having some legendary artifact or something like that in the game, I think that'd be neat. That sounds cool. Like, it sounds like World of Warcraft's been around for how many years now? Like, what if the people <laughs> that first started playing World of Warcraft, like, their gear still existed and had evolved over time with the game? Right. Yeah. For 14 years or whatever. Well, that was the thing, is that they were saying that, like, you would evolve as players use it as well as what happens if this was like you know the sword that this dude who's now level 3000 is super good at this and like is like world known like what if this was like his first sword so then like it gets an added attribute because it's linked to that dude and you see that you're like oh you know this was so and so's like first sword um i think it's a neat idea i think that it would be slightly complicated to implement but not too bad and i'm almost surprised that there hasn't been something like this already put in place in uh something like world of warcraft but i'm sure now that the idea is out there someone will latch onto it and we'll see what happens but yeah basically blockchain games they're coming it's here enjoy i saw a game on steam a while back that it was like some sort of roguelike or something like that, but the difficulty was mapped in real time to the price of Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So it would get harder, like the more Bitcoin increased in price and get easier as it came down. So, so like that one weekend, it just became impossible. Yeah, you just can't <laughs> play it. <laughs> um... I who wants to talk about this crypto stunt on Mount Everest? Who put this oh, on? Oh yeah, was that just... was me. Have you guys read anything about this? God, so nope. you pretty much lose me at crypto. Like, I really don't care. <laughs> so the Ask FM site was launching a new cryptocurrency, and to promote it, they sent four what are called, I guess, crypto enthusiasts God, to climb Mount Everest, which uh, they did. So nothing major. And they buried fifty thousand dollars worth of their cryptocurrency on the top. But on the way back down, they lost one of the guides, <laughs> and he is presumed dead. They haven't, like, they sent a couple search parties oh, and haven't no. found him. So this is like one yeah. of those heartwarming tales. Damn. Oh, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> what the heck? But yeah, it's yeah. like a huge... Yeah, it's like climbing Mount Everest is stupid dangerous. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Have I'm, they not seen the movie Everest? Have you heard of this guy that has it's like insane. climbed Mount Everest like eighty times or something like that? Why though? He, it's like an insane so amount more. of time and apparently his entire family does it like it's just like a thing they do like once a year they just climb mount everest because they can um and so like he's the current world record holder of like how many times that he's climbed it and every year he just goes and does it like another one or two more times because like he's like i can <laughs> it's just what we do we climb mount everest so weird is he a sherpa he is in fact a sherpa okay that makes sense that they'd be going up so often. Um, okay, well, uh, anybody have anything else? No? Perfect. Climbed it Excellent. 21 times. Yeah, I was reading it too. It's 20 very, more very times close than to I'll Very close to 80. <laughs> it's still an insane amount of times to climb a fucking mountain. Right? You're not um, wrong. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we will catch you guys next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amair, A-M-A-I-R. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Also, this week's podcast was again brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers, designers, and fabricators based out of Bluemont, Virginia. You can check out their website at www.reclaimindustrialwithane.com. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.